like don't wake a sleeping baby, but sometimes you need to. Yeah. <laughs> I will caution you though. I did that with my three-year-old and to this day, she will wake me up abruptly every single morning. <laughs> Almost like pay hey, back. It's kind of me up. Like, uh, pause. You're listening to Growing in Motherhood, the podcast that inspires mamas to grow, where we talk about the real stuff, not just the good stuff. Welcome, welcome, ladies. It is our debut episode for our second season. Woo, woo. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited to not only be back with each of you, but we are back virtually. And um, that is pretty dope because our first season was just audio and now we are here live. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to dive in, um, continue the the momentum that we started. And, you know, we are just keeping it real. We're not just talking about the good stuff. We're talking about the real stuff. So for our listeners, if you are new, thanks for joining. We are four first cousins and with 10 kids in between us. So needless to say, we have our hands full and we are in this thing called motherhood, right? <laughs> um, so in the trenches. Mm, for real. So today we're going to be talking about mommy secrets. Like what are those tips and tricks that allow us to just be create more balance and just like get further on our list of like never ending things to get done. Um, I know like as a freshman to this crew, like my kids are just under a year old. Um, you know, they're still very much new to me. I'm still like, okay, well, what can I do better? Or what can I do faster? Or what may I not need to do at all? Right. So I'm curious to see like, what do y'all do in your day to day? Um, and what, you know, can I do differently moving forward? And maybe there's just something I haven't even thought of that would be just super insightful. Um, and then of course, um, for our listeners as well, I'm going to first start with naps, uh, because, I'm clear in the beginning, right, with infants, they sleep a lot more. And then as your kids get older, they'll eventually drop off. Um, But I'm definitely in this space where we need naps to survive, okay? We need them, all right? My kids may not want them as much as I want them for them, but uh, (laughs) definitely need naps. So I'm going to ask Joya, like, first, can for context, can you remind us of your children's ages? Um, And then what did you find just like reduce the drama around um, nap times and, you know, how to, how were you able to like keep them down for longer naps? Um, Like, were there any, um, were there any just like tips or tricks that you found to be super helpful? Okay, for sure. Um, So I have a daughter that is three and my son is 18 months. Um, And so tips and tricks. I will start with, um, okay. So when babies are in the womb, everything is dark, right? And then they come out and they may not have obviously had their, um, circadian sleep rhythms adjusted yet. So doing the blackout curtains will change Mm -hmm. your life. Like Mm -hmm. have them sleep longer, better. Um, my daughter was taking two hour naps, you know, and has, stayed with them and now she is three right so um so the blackout curtains for sure um having a schedule as annoying as it may be at times and inconvenient you know like the more they do it they expect it and and long for it 
And mm-hmm. um, my son, like, you would just sit him in the crib and just say, okay, nap time. And he would be like, okay, you know, like no fuss. Um, so, and then white noise, that has been a lifesaver, even for my three-year-old now, like white noise, because if not, they're listening to whatever you're doing outside the door. Okay. <laughs> they're trying to hear footsteps, any, the dishwasher, like anything, mm-hmm. um, to stay awake. So those are my, those are my tips. That's what's worked for me. Awesome. So for the blackout curtains, you're just saying like, no matter the time of day, you're drawing them, right? So you're, you're creating a pitch black room, even if it's 2 p.m. Even if it's 3 p.m. And um, obviously traveling and whatnot, there have been times where I haven't had obviously blackout curtains um, and they've adjusted quite fine. Yeah. So um, I haven't had any issues with that, you know, transitioning into not having them or um but yeah I will say this Joya to that point of um traveling so if they adjust great you know that's fine but for people who may want to continue the blackout curtain um process while traveling some stores actually do sell I want to say it's Pottery Barn Kids and Creighton Kids they actually do sell travel blackout curtains that you can roll with and you could put them up wherever you are so you won't have to, you know, have that issue of, okay, it's daylight and now they're popping up. So. Okay. And look, sis, I have even used black trash bags before. Hey. Okay. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I just want to be real. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> we were moving. I didn't have them. I was like, we going to have them today. <laughs> Glad you found a way to make it work. That's what it's all about, right? <laughs> One thing I will say in terms of naps, and this is kind of like naps overlapping with like bedtime, is I will wake my children up if they are napping after a certain time. And that is to ensure that we are able to keep our schedule because if they sleep longer than, right now it's 4 p.m. If they sleep any longer than 4 p.m., then they're not gonna go down for their bedtime at 6 37 right because they're going to be like I just had this massive long nap so um just I know it's I know we're talking exclusively about naps but um when it comes like into your bedtime routine that's something that I've found to be helpful is not I'm not waiting for you to wake up I'm like okay it's four o'clock maybe I'll wait till four or five but after that like we're up now right like we're up we're awake we're gonna have free play right now because mm-hmm. not I can't afford for you to sleep any longer because you will not be tired in time. So that's definitely my little that's a great tip. tip I would I would add in because um, I know everyone's like, don't wake a sleeping baby, but sometimes you need to. Yeah. <laughs> I will caution you though. I did that with my three-year-old and to this day, she will wake me up abruptly every single morning. <laughs> Almost like payback. Hey, it's time to be up. Like, uh, pause. So just caution. Okay. <laughs> yeah all right so the other thing that um is present with all children is the transition from diapers to the big boy and girl potty right and so i'm clear that's a that's a transition that's a journey 
Um, and so that needs to happen sooner or later because changing diapers gets old real quick. Um, but Jaren, you have um, probably the most experience in this, right? Naturally, you have more kids than all of us. And mm -hmm. I'm curious, what have you found to be helpful? Um, you know, you're managing different personalities and um, you know, it's not just a one size fits all. So what have you found to be helpful? And then also, Erin, I'm curious because your oldest is a boy, right? So does that matter? Does that change the game? You know, anatomy is different, you know, so it, I'm just curious um, uh, what your experiences have been. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to holler at Erin because I, um, I've had, so my, my oldest three are girls and my youngest is a boy. He is 16, 17 months. So Aaron, I'll be calling on you soon. Like, what do we do with these, with these boy parts? <laughs> I, <need to laughs> know now. I don't know about that world. I don't know about that world, but, um, what I have found consistently across all of my kids, uh, are two things. One, I try not to pressure them because as soon as I pressure them, it's almost like they sense my urgency for them to be potty trained and they're not having it. So, true. so they, they put up a fuss, they start stalling. Um, they might even have more accidents. They might, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's crazy. So I try not to pressure them. In fact, my three-year-old, I really, I'm in a place right now where I'm kind of frustrated because she knows how to use the potty on her own, but if she's having fun or they're watching a really cool TV show, um, she doesn't want to go. So she'll just pee in her pull-up. And if we put on panties, she'll just pee in her panties and come back and tell me, well, I peed over there. Can you clean up my pee? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's, that's not how this is supposed to work. Like, yes. I know, I know. Um, but that said, two things. So, so not pushing them. That's one of the things. And the other thing is songs. So we have, we create songs for everything. Uh, whether it's nap time or bedtime or potty time. So if you pee pee on the potty, if you poo poo on the potty, Joya, I think you know some of our songs, right? Like we have songs mm -hmm. around those things to celebrate and we get real hype and we clap and we <laughs> dance. And um, so I'm pretty sure there'll be adults of their own and still singing the potty song. So <laughs> I pee pee on the That's potty. Next I pee pee generation. on the potty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I like that. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? What wisdom do you have, Aaron? Man, so as you were talking, I was like, this sounds like deja vu, like exactly what you said, Jaren. And that goes for um, I have only potty trained fully uh, my son at this point. So my daughter's 22 months. So we've, you know, done a little bit of, of dabbling here and there. She sees her brother getting on the potty and she wants to sit on the potty. So I try to let her sit on the potty and at least get familiar with it. So like she is wearing to go. She's like, I want to potty, I want to potty. Can I potty? She'll see her, her big girl panties that I got her, her training panties. And she'll be like, can I wear these today? Can I wear these today? So I'm like, let's ride this wave. Cause she wants to do it clearly. And she is at a point that she has been at a point for, I don't know, like six months or more where she was like, I poo pooed, I need a new diaper. I pee pee. So I'm like, okay, she knows. So just yeah. letting her get familiar and letting her have that time to sit and to, um, 
just become familiar with being on the potty. So that's kind of what we're doing with her right now. Not any serious potty training yet. With my son, though, everything you just said about your girls, as far as pressuring, as far as, you know, they sense your urgency. And for me, something I have to work on and, and pray through is just God giving me more patience. Yeah. You know, y'all probably heard me say in the first season, I am not a patient person, though I thought I was. I was <laughs> dreadful wrong but that comes out in potty training and the thing is your, your children sense all of that regardless if you say it or not they sense it my son actually said to me and my husband one night and this broke my heart as we were putting him down for bed one night he was just thinking and he was like mommy and daddy are proud of me when I use the potty and I was just like ah it's like a dagger in my heart because I don't want him to feel like we are only proud of him when he uses the potty and he doesn't have accidents, but they sense that. So that to me was like a light bulb, like, oh, girl, you got to switch it up. You have to let him know that you're proud of him all the time. You have to encourage him and you have to really do this um, positive reinforcement. So not the negative, because I think that I was because I was just being impatient. I was like, why aren't you getting this? Like, come on, it's just pull your pants down, sit on the potty. It's yeah. simple, but it's not like that's It's not simple for them, but we can make it so much easier for them by being that positive reinforcement and checking our own selves, checking your attitude, check, you know, what it is that you're giving off to them. And um, because otherwise, yes, Jaren, exactly what you said. Like they will push back. They'll sense your impatience and they'll just be like, mm, no, we're not doing not this. Not having it, yeah. And <laughs> it just becomes, like you said, even like the more accidents. When I started to see that happen, same with my son. And I'm like, wow, I really need to, I need to back off and I need to calm down mm -hmm. um, because it, it actually can adversely affect them. So uh, everything you already said is true. So for my son, just being patient, giving him the time that he needs, realize that your child is not going to be like anyone else. So don't try to compare them to other children. Don't try to compare them to their siblings and say, well, hey, your brother or your sister was potty trained by this age. You should be. No, they shouldn't be. They are on their own schedule. They are their own person. So allow them that and um, be there to support them and encourage them on their journey, however long it may take. So that's, I think that's all I got for boys specifically though, because you asked about that. Um, so this is something that I have heard and I tried a couple of times and I feel like it only took a couple of times, the whole Cheerios in the potty thing. So you throw some Cheerios or some cereal in the potty and you let them aim. Wow. And my son thought that was the greatest thing. And <laughs> so we did that game for a few times. <laughs> and then, you know, he kind of really got to where he had good aim after a few times of doing it. So I stopped doing it. But the trick is, he can't wait until the last minute to go. Otherwise, it's pee everywhere. So he can't Ooh. control it. It's like, <laughs> so I tell like, him, yeah. like, you have to go when mommy and daddy tell you it's time before you feel like you have to go so that when you get there, like you can, you can control the situation. <laughs> so in having daddy also step in and kind of mirror that for him and show him, I think is a big thing as well. So daddy is not always able to be there when we're doing the potty. So, you know, I just have to help him and literally show him like, Hey, this is what you do. Yeah. So get it in there. All I got. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you I mentioned, got. you mentioned Cheerios, like as a, like a tool, does anyone do um, like incentives? Like did, 
did kids oh. get like jelly beans or anything? Yes. Like, yes. Candy. Stickers. Anything. <laughs> yes. I will say this for me. So with my son, with justice, and again, every child is different. Incentives would work, but like for a hot minute. Mm. So he would get incentivized and he'd be like, oh, okay, I have a treat coming or I have something coming, let me go. But then after a while, he was just like, I'm not with this anymore. Like, I don't care what you're trying to give me. I'm not doing this. So I think it depends on the child. We did um, we did potty training charts as well. Put his little stickers up, his little Elmo stickers since he had his Elmo training pants. And that works for a while. Um, you know, I think for some children, it just takes time. You know, I tried the three-day method with incentives and it seemed like, you know, it took a little bit, but it still took him, you know, much more time than that. So, but for some, you know, incentives may work if it worked for your girls during, right? Yes, they still get treats. They still, matter of fact, with my three-year-old specific, my, my, my middle, my second child, she is excellent. Even to this day, no, she doesn't pee the bed. She doesn't have accidents. She's just been great. My three-year-old still gets treats though. And when I do reward her, she does use a potty more consistently on her own. So we have longer dry stretches. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm uh, not near that phase yet, but super excited. I have all three of you to call on as I get closer and, uh, I know that that is uh, hearing from you a time where you need to be patient, fully engaged, fully in tune with the kids. So thank you for those tips and tricks. Uh, So one of the other things I wanted us to talk through is meal planning. I've recently done is having groceries delivered. Now, I hate going to the grocery store. Like I do it because it's a necessity, but I like doing it and like put it off to the last minute. And then um, I we don't have food in our house, right? So I'm like, it's, it's worked because we've just been adults this whole time. But again, like now that I have kids, like I can't just wing it. So what I have found to be helpful is like Saturday night, I can think through, okay, like what are like, three meals that I plan to make in the week. Um, Cause likely there's gonna be leftovers happening and there may even be like one or two takeout nights. Um, and so I try to think, okay, like just commit to three things, three meals and order groceries. Although I am clear, like ordering groceries, I still like to pick out like my produce and stuff. Um, so I probably sure. like ordering, so I have, I'm an Amazon prime member. And if you order groceries over $35, um, is your total it's free delivery. And you like pick your time slot that, that it comes. So if you do it on Saturday night, you know, I can do it to be delivered the following morning. I could practically still be in my PJs by the time it's on my doorstep. It's contactless. So it's perfect because it just removes like the effort of me needing to do that. Um, and then I can find a shorter time throughout the week to maybe go in and grab, you know, maybe 20% of my grocery list, which is just the um, the produce or things like I need to see in person to be able to pick out. So I found that to be very helpful because like if I have the food, <laughs> that's the first step, right? Like having, right, right. obtaining <laughs> the food, getting the goods, okay? Um, and making sure they're in the house. So yeah, what about you, you guys? 
I use Instacart. <laughs> I am like religious. Um, it helps with budget. You're not going in there, you know, trying to find what new junk you want. Um, so it helps with diet, budget. You can look back and see the items that you keep purchasing. So you know what you need, essentially. Um, and that definitely helps with like meal prep if you are prepping. Um, so for sure. That's the way to go. That's the move. Same. Yep. Same here. So it's for me, it has also been like a religious <laughs> type thing, Joya. That is every week how I get my groceries. And I think it used to be like here and there. I might have done it before, um, before uh, COVID. But since then, it's been religiously every week. That's how I get my groceries. And like you said, um, so for me, I do I do Walmart and I do Instacart through Publix. Sometimes I do like my main bulk of groceries at Walmart. And then they get you a favorites list. Everything that you ordered before is there every time. So it's just like, okay, click, 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 click. Do we need this? Not today. Click, 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 or not this week. And then you have your list set. You roll up, you pick up your groceries, they put them in your trunk, you roll out and you're set. So yeah, like you said, Leah, that's like the first, the first um, battle, you know, the first step in, in this battle of grocery or meal prep or, you know, meals through, throughout the week. So yeah, that's a big one. For sure. I don't even go in the store like 20%, nah. <laughs> so, but I feel you though, like produce is that was the big drawback for me when I first started doing it. I was like, but are they going to pick the produce that I want? And no, they don't. But for me, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I take the L and I'm like, it saves me however much time. And, you know, grocery shopping is done for the week. I had someone take half of my groceries one time, y'all. Oh, like from your doorstep? Half of them. Like, not put the the rest of them on the doorstep like just dip and stop answering my text messages like bro wait bro what I need my groceries no they're gone they were gone and then instacart tried to you know contact them they're like we're just gonna refund you we can't reach them like what yeah. so you must have something cons, in there you know? right no definitely frozen cons. <laughs> i mean i feel like we're forgetting like we have husbands like <laughs> I, I remember I almost had a breakdown in the grocery store in Meyer. We have Meyer in Michigan. I, I had Amela had Ani. I was pregnant with Ayla, very pregnant and just like overwhelmed, exhausted, pushing them in the cart with a cart full of food. And I told him I can't do this anymore. Like, and we're not about to pay for groceries to be purchased for us or delivered to us or whatever. So he started doing it, which has been a really big blessing. So oh, he works it hard. in. <laughs> and I mean, I can go if we need some quick stuff, but he gets the groceries. Praise God. So bless your heart. Oh, yeah, boy. Y'all better put these husbands to work. <laughs> well, I will say hey. Walmart though is free. If it wasn't free at Walmart, we wouldn't be okay. doing it. It's see, free. See. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they charge. They upcharge for Instacart though. Instacart does. I upcharge. heard that on the yeah. radio. I heard about that on the radio. That Instacart upcharges ridiculously. But, but I know they it works. Go on the website. Yeah. They like they have to disclose that. So I have an 18 month old and a three year old um, finding things that are more versatile. You know what I mean? Like sweet potato. Everybody likes sweet potato. OK, mm -hmm. <laughs> just bake a few or like I'll bake six at the beginning of the week and um, just chop it up after that. And it's like, OK, you like yours a little softer. You like yours, you know, in cubes, 
whatever, <laughs> like everybody happy, sweet potato. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also rice cakes. If you're, if you're doing rice, there are other kind of cakes, you know, but rice cakes with peanut butter and like fruit on it. Mm. Um, I have not had that turned down yet. Mm, that's so. a good healthy snack. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That sounds Those too healthy. Ones. I would catch that <laughs> thrown back in my face. Like, <laughs> like what is this? <laughs> yeah. How to disguise these healthy things. <laughs> so they look, they look like, um, you know, they look like something yummy and, and scrumptious. They look like something bad. Yeah, like colorful. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my goal is always, and I think this was even before kids, but even more so with kids, my goal has always been, okay, cook at the beginning of the week and then freeze like cook a bunch of stuff cook a bunch of meals that you know you know have in your mind these are the meals I'm going to do throughout the week and let me go ahead and bake my casserole let me go ahead and make my my rice my pot of beans my whatever that we're going to use throughout the week and then have it done and then freeze it now be realistic because I'm not going to be up on my feet cooking 10 meals on a Sunday and you want to spend time with your family and you're already exhausted so you know, if you could cook like one or two things in large quantity that you know you can use throughout the week and just freeze it. And then when mealtime comes, when you're stumped, like, oh man, what are we gonna eat tonight? Ah, I got this pot of beans in the freezer. Let me pull that out. And beans, you can make anything from beans. So just have it to go throughout the week. That's a great idea. And like sometimes I'll do like pancakes on a Sunday and I'll make extra so I can freeze those. Um, so it's easy to, you know, pull out during the week cause I won't have time to do it. You know, I have, I can use that time on Sunday to just create more. Um, and then the other thing that, um, I've heard and I haven't to be completely transparent, haven't done this, but I think it's an excellent idea is kind of like assign each day a like theme, if you will. So like Monday's pasta, Tuesdays, you know, like in a rice dish or, you know, and so it's almost like you assign each day something. So it takes the thought out of it. Um, You know, you can switch up overall flavors for what's seasonal, but um, I find that to be really easy um, to consider how that could just seamlessly blend into your schedule um, because then you're able to just not have to recreate the wheel each week. Um, you know, of course you can, you can get creative, but like needing to eat dinner is the inevitable, right? Like needing to eat breakfast is going to happen regardless if you're prepared or not. So, um, I think that is a really neat idea to just remove the, really the bulk of the initial thought, um, and just make it easier for you and everyone else. Cause everyone knows what to expect as well. Are there any other tips that you feel have really been like game changers um, that maybe you were, you know, put on later, um, in your motherhood journey. And you're just like, man, this is something that changed the game for me. I want you to know this, um, much sooner than I did. I have, um, an issue with just getting stuck like in, in a rut or in a routine. And what happens with me because you know kids are constantly they're growing they're changing they're entering new phases and stages and so their routines are constantly changing their schedules are constantly changing so I may get comfortable in a routine and be like oh whew, we survived this one like this schedule is working for us and then 
you know, they enter a new stage and it's like, why is the schedule not working? What's going on? Why am I so disorganized these days? And then my husband may say something or I may read something or I'll just stop and think for a moment and be like, oh, they're in a new stage of life right now. We need to switch it up. We need to adjust accordingly. So I think just remembering that um, there is going to be constant change and not getting so settled in and so comfortable with whatever the schedule is that you have or whatever the routine is right now. And just remembering to be flexible. And um, sometimes for me, all it takes is for me to hear someone else say it. And I'm like, oh, that's right. That makes sense. So, you know, just be flexible, be aware of the changes that are happening with your children. And I mean, we see it in them physically, we see it in them developmentally and emotionally, that type of thing. But then remember with these changes, you also have to make some adjustments yourself and things need to shift a little bit um, in order to adjust for where they are in the development. So thanks for that. Aaron. For language development, really quickly, um, narrate everything you're doing to your child, um, what they're doing, what is happening around them. Um, and put emphasis on the beginning and ending consonant, but start with the beginning consonant um, and really like emphasize it. Um, that can help um, them develop and accelerate language growth mm -hmm. and development. So mm -hmm. more later on that. <laughs> nice. Having a whole episode I can do. <laughs> yes. So her kids are living proof because they they speak really well for their ages, well beyond their ages, so. Um, that's something I'm learning through her to do with with mine. But then also when you have so many older siblings, you hear you hear words all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there, you know, we, we actually need some quiet. So um, <laughs> the one thing I will say, the one tip and I don't know if it's really a great tip, but I use timers like timers for everything. Timers for mm -hmm. lunchtime, timers for bedtime. Mm -hmm. Like if you want me to tuck you in, you got six minutes. You better use a potty, brush your teeth, get, change your clothes, get in bed. If you miss your six minutes, I'm so sorry. Tomorrow night, we'll try again, mm. right? Or lunchtime, you have five minutes left, girls. You better stop talking and eat, right? So just time limits, um, especially because my kids are homeschooled, we could have a flex schedule. But if you were in school, you wouldn't be able to just chill all day at the lunch table. You got to eat and go back to class. So just mm -hmm. setting a timer, letting them know I'm setting it, letting them know what how much time they have and... I, th I found that helpful for, um, for helping sort of keep the structure of the day and for also helping with behavioral issues. That's really good. Like a, a transition prompt or whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause good. a lot of tantrums stem from like, we just abruptly try to make changes on Preach. them. And, like, Preach. and the like younger they are, the longer they need. Yes. Yeah. That, that's an excellent mm. one. Yeah has been such a fun episode. I think we have been able to not only learn from each other, um, but definitely provide our listeners with an opportunity to like immediately implement some of these tips and tricks, um, you know, within the following week, really. Um, so I thank you for sharing them with me and with our listeners. And I will see y'all on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye ladies. Bye. Thanks for listening to Growing in Motherhood. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps other mamas just like you find us too. We also encourage you to share with a friend and find us on Instagram at Growing in Motherhood Podcast to continue to grow with us. Until next time, keep on growing. Oh, oh, oh. Growing in Motherhood.